Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Let's go to the uh, couple of games last night in the NBA. If you didn't watch the Raptors and the freaking uh, Pelican uh, and the Bulls, I'm not going to get get on you there. Uh, you know, I understand. You know, uh, I didn't. I fell asleep. Uh, on the Pelican Thunder game, but uh, the caller brought it up, and it was Scotty, and he's a thousand percent right. How is Zion Williamson not give it a go in that game? I mean, he's already gotten his money. Remember, he signed his big contract. They gave him the money. He's played basically, basically twenty five percent of his career. He's played in the amount of games. Last year he played in twenty. This year he's played in twenty nine games. Two years ago, he played in 61. That's been it. He has done absolutely nothing as far as getting himself ready to play in these games. He didn't play it all last year. He played in 29 games this year, and he played 61 the year before that. And they gave him the 100, you know, they gave him the whatever they gave him, 190 million. I, I don't know what the deal was, but they paid him a fortune. He'd be an idiot not to sign it. He's not stupid. He signed it. He said, geez, they're going to pay me for not playing? What the hell? I'll sign it. And he signed it. Now, again, he, t- he hurt his hamstring on January 2nd. All right, McCollum was hurt last night. He played. He signed he, he, January second. That is what is that? February. That's three. That's over three months ago. He said to everybody who wanted to pay attention yesterday or the day before, you know, uh, I'm not, I feel 100%, but I'm not going to go out there until I feel like Zion. Well, that drives you crazy. Or I can play like Zion. So he's speaking in his third person, which drives you nuts. And he basically told you he, he was felt 100%. Well, hold on now. This is an elimination game. You did not play Sunday in Minnesota when you needed to win in the worst way. Even if you go out there to play 15, 18 minutes, it's a plus. They lost the game yesterday by a basket, for crying out loud. You're telling me he wouldn't have made a difference? They lost the game in Minnesota on Sunday afternoon by a basket. That was a close game. They had a chance. You're telling me in either one of those two games, him not play, him, uh, uh, him out of the, him, if he was in the lineup, it would have been, uh, the result couldn't have been different? I mean, really? I mean, again, I mean, that, and, and the Pelicans have gone out there and they babysat them. They haven't made them do anything. Well, what the Pelicans are doing, they're setting a, a precedent. Next year, the same thing. He's going to play 30 games. And, you know, we know Williamson's dynamic. We know he's a big player. And we know he's a force of nature when he's in there. He, and it changes the whole complexion of the team. He's, you know, he's a, basically a miniature Charles Barkley. Uh, we understand that. You can't stop him. He's impossible going to the basket. He does everything. You got to double team him. He's a force of nature, as I just said. I get that. But you got to play. I mean, part of being great is going out there and play. He didn't play a ton for Duke. He had the sneaker issue. If you remember that snafu, the one year he was in Durham. And, you know, you got to go out there. You got the money. It's not like you got to worry about him being a free agent. You know, he doesn't want to hurt himself and compromise his value. He's already been paid. And if he re-injures the hamstring, who cares? It's April. They're not going to play another game of meeting into next October. That's a half a year. May, June, July, August, September. Half of this, that's about six months. I mean, my goodness, was he going to tear the hamstring off the freaking socket? I mean, God Almighty, go out there and give it a go. Jeez. I mean, you can make the argument, you know, and I've been, I've gotten in trouble with this in a couple of times, a couple of occasions. I thought that, 
Pedro Martinez one year needed to fight his way through an elbow issue with the Mets. And as it turns out, he had Tommy John surgery. And I wasn't around in 80 with James Rodney Richard. God knows what I would have said if I was when he had a stroke and nobody knew what it was and everything else. But I mean, this one is a hamstring. I am around now. And this one is safe to say on April 13th or 12th, whatever the date is, if you're Zion Williamson, you got to give it a go. I mean, if I was a player on the Pelicans and I see him there at the end of the bench and then I read the remarks and the reports with the talks, the media basically telling everybody, you know what? I feel 100 percent. I'm just not Zion ready, quote unquote. And then I says, oh, no, now our season's on the line here. I'm more banged up. I played 65, 70, 75 games. Here it is. We have to win this game against OKC or we're done. And you're not going to play. I mean, come on. That's a joke. And I blame the Pelican organization as much as I blame him. First off, they gave him the $200 million, who had a very, you know, who was obviously a guy that was always hurt, and they still gave him the money. They still gave it to him. They don't get to babysit him anymore. You know what you do? Hey, Zion, uh, listen, I know you got a hamstring, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know you haven't played much. I get it. But you know what? We need you tonight. Can you go out there and give us 10 minutes, five minutes a quarter? Can you play the Minnesota game last Sunday? Maybe if we win, we don't have to worry so much about playing this game, which is an elimination game because we'd have two chances to be a seed. I mean, come on, because if we beat Minnesota, they would have played on Tuesday night. And then, of course, if they won that game, they would have been off for five days. I mean, that is, that, that's bad. That's wrong. I'm sorry. That I'm not going to accept. And I understand he may not be necessary. And it's, there's a chance that he re-injured. You live with that. It's the last game of the season. This is not March where you got bigger games down the road, or you can stretch out the schedule, get healthier, and then put yourself in a scenario where maybe in a month in playoff games you can play. This is it. Season's done. Play the game. You got your money. As it turns out, OKC, he's done a good job there, that coach, Dagado. He's done a good job at OKC. Nobody knows who he is. He succeeded Billy Donovan. He's got a lot of talent to work with. That kidney is going to be very, very good. He was the 13th pick in the draft. He's excellent. Uh, you know, uh, Gregor, uh, the, the, the other, the guard is very, very good. I mean, they got the two kids, one from Santa Clara, one from Arkansas, who are very, very good. They're rookies. Uh, you know, Pressies, they, they, don't, they, need, they need a great player. They don't have a great, they, if they had a great player on their team right now, I mean great. You know, I mean, uh, you know, a Jokic type, that great. If they had a guy like that, they could win an NBA championship. They got a lot of guys. They have a secondary player who's excellent. Gid, uh, the other kid from Australia would be a perfect three, number three. I mean, he's a miniature Larry Bird. I mean, not a great shooter, but he's a miniature Bird. That team has got a lot of talent. And I think they're going to beat Minnesota there on um, tomorrow night. And I think they're going to play the uh, Nuggets in the first round. I think they're going to beat the T-Wolves. I never trust the T-Wolves. Never. Ever. If they lose another clear, have a 40-point lead and they'll lose. I never trust them. So... Good job for OKC. The kid's a good coach. I think we all know that. That's a hell of a job all the way around. So uh, we'll go from there. That's number one. As far as the Bulls game is concerned, I mean, listen, OKC, uh, uh, Toronto and the Bulls for that matter. The Bulls have ball out, which makes a difference. But Toronto specifically, it just goes to show you what Leonard meant. It just goes to show you that if you, you know, have a guy like Leonard and somebody else has an injury, as obviously Durant did in the finals, you can steal a championship, which is what Toronto did uh, three or four years ago. That was a stolen title. No, it was in 19. No Durant. Leonard was great. 
they had obviously Van Fleet and uh, 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 Siakam. Uh, they had, you know, they had those other complimentary parts. Hell of a job by Toronto getting that championship, and they did, and it was worth it. Leonard leaves, but now they're in a spot where you hate to be in as a franchise, and there's no, and there's and, and there's no solution. Their spot is nowheresville in the NBA. They're good enough to be in that seven to ten category as they were this year, the ninth seed. Or they're the eighth, uh, yeah, the ninth seed. And, you know, they are not good enough. Really, they're good enough to win the two playing games, but they're not good enough to do any damage as an eight, uh, you know, in a first round playoff series. You know, whoever wins that game tomorrow night is going to get mauled by Milwaukee. Uh, you know, and obviously Atlanta is going to get mauled by Boston. So they're not in a situation, these group of teams, to do anything in a big spot against the Bucks or Celtics, uh, which is, you know, their first-round matchup as far as the East is concerned. And so Toronto, they have a good fan base. They represent the country. When you win a championship, you just can't go all deep into the lottery and, you know, rebuild. You got to try to be at least competitive. And, and having won a championship, your fan base knows that Leonard leaves. That puts you in a tough way. So uh, that gives you a little leeway where if you go 40 and 42, three or four years in a row, nobody's going to get on you because you gave them a championship. But the bottom line is Toronto right now is in what you would call NBA purgatory. That's the worst place to be where you are a playoff team, barely, but you can't do anything once you get in the playoffs. The Knicks are a little bit like that too, but the Knicks could win a playoff series. The Nets are a little bit like that too, but the fact the Nets got in the playoffs after the Durant Irving scenario is, you know, is a good is is a nice job by them. But if you're Toronto, specifically them, because they don't have a great player. Atlanta's got Trey Young you build around. Chicago's got a good backcourt. Ball back. Vukovic at the, in the middle. You figure down the road they can be, you know, a pretty decent 48 to 50 win team. Doesn't mean you're going to win a championship, but you can win a round. But when you're Toronto, that's death. It's death. See, if you're Oklahoma City, anything you gain out of this playoff experience is a plus. You've got a young team with a lot of parts, a million draft picks with a good backcourt. So you take, you know, if you lose uh, tomorrow or if you lose to Denver, eh, no big deal. You did something already. Toronto's not in that situation. Toronto's not going to gain better. They're not a young team. They've won a championship. All right, Lowry was on a team. He's not there anymore, but they won a championship. They don't have a high pick. So they're dead. Toronto is dead for the foreseeable future. They're not bad enough to get a great pick, and they're not good enough to do anything. And they draw 19000 a game. So you feel like you owe it to your fan base to put together as competitive team as you possibly can. But who in their right mind, you know, it's not like LeBron in Miami. Who in their right mind is going to go play and freeze their ass off in Toronto as a free agent? Leonard didn't, and he won. Who is going to do that? Who's going to sit there and go play and say to themselves, who's a free agent? Ah, that's the place I want to play. It's a tricky spot. Bulls Miami tomorrow. Okay, see you tomorrow in Minnesota. That's your doubleheader. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.